0: Welcome to the Empowering the Light podcast. Woot, woot. I'm Lily Gustin, lightworker, womb wisdom, guide, and artist, and this podcast is all things love and light, empowering true autonomy and inspiring along the way. I cannot wait for you to dive into this next episode, and I honor the light that you are spreading in this world. Welcome back, everybody, to Empowering the Light I am so excited for our episode today, and I know that I say this with every episode because it's so true, and every time we come on here, it's like this whole new container and light comes forward, but I have Emily Castle with me today, and this episode is very personal to me because I know Emily as my own personal business coach, and she's been such an amazing light in my life, and being able to start this podcast and do everything I'm doing to be able to guide you guys and be able to get all of this going. So
1: thank you so much, Emily, for being here with me today. Mm, Thank you for having me. This is such a cool full circle moment for us together. Like it just feels so great. And you led me in a meditation before we started recording and I was like, Oh, I love this little like interplay that we get to have because normally it's a little bit reversed. So fun.
0: I was I was just thinking that before too. I was like, and we just hopped off of like a coaching call with each other where it was the reverse. So it was like yeah. ten minutes, and then like swap, swap. It was really cool. I loved that. I hope you yes. play too. <laughs> okay, so Emily, as a soulful business and leadership coach for women entrepreneurs, podcast host, and her um, international retreat leader, champion of women, and believer that your big crazy dream is totally possible. Emily Castle is devoted to helping you launch, grow, and scale the business your soul came here to create, while making the impact and income that changes your world. Driven by the belief that when a woman embraces and expresses her deepest soul calling, becomes a leader of her life and business, and does it in a way that's sustainable, we create a more harmonious future for ourselves, each other, and our world. Emily gathers and grows both inspiring and established women entrepreneurs through her signature coaching experiences. She is the creator of the Soulful Business Academy, the Business Alchemy Circle, and the Soulful, Soulful Leadership Mastermind. I love that. I feel like that's so important right now, too, is like as we're here in quarantine, we have this opportunity to create sustain like everything sustainable for ourselves and our life, which is so important and something that I love to focus on through my business, and just in my own personal lifestyle. So I love that intro. I love that bio.
1: Thank Welcome. you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and explore what our conversation is meant to be today.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. I was just telling Emily before we hop on, whenever we do these podcast episodes, we don't really come in with a plan. So if you've been like listening to all the past episodes prior to this, none of them have any sort of plan. And it's so beautiful just seeing what we co-create in the moment. Um, but like starting that, Emily, I'd love to know a little bit more about your story, how you became a business coach, all, all of that. How Mm -hmm. did you get to be you right here at this moment in time?
1: Yes. Yeah. I always have trouble answering this question because I'm like, where do I begin? Because it feels like such, um, it's really so ingrained in who I am, like the way that I look at what I do is just an, ex- an extension and an expression of who I am and who I'm here to be and who I'm here to become and what I'm here to contribute and create. Um, so that being said, I guess the most relevant part of my journey is um, I attended an all-women's college, which was kind of an unconventional decision. I went to a really like public co-ed high school. I was super involved in everything. I could get my hands on super type A, um, very like overachiever. I was captain of the cheerleading squad. I was student council vice president, any leadership position. I was like, Ooh, sign me up. I want to do that. I want to lead. And then, so I went to an all women's college and it was really cool to see, uh, that there were only women in leadership positions because that was the only option. Like women had to step up and lead. And I just learned so much and observed so much through that experience and was also in like a ton of leadership positions there because <laughs> I couldn't like help it. I just always like leadership, women, women's voices, women's leadership. Um, and so I started just attending like everything on campus, anything that I made it, I made, a, I made a decision and an agreement with myself that anything that I felt pulled toward I would just go just like have all the experiences that I could to kind of find what's my purpose what's my mission in this life what do I feel drawn toward and what do I feel not drawn toward, so I can eliminate those options um, it's always been really important to me that I do work that I feel is really meaningful and that's super fulfilling and that feels of service to the people that I'm helping, but also to the world at large, like that there's some bigger mission. And I think for me, that's really where coaching kind of came to be. I, during school, during college at the all women's college, I went to, I would go to a lot of women's entrepreneurship gatherings, talks, seminars, conferences, And then I would also go to a lot of like women's leadership in in policy and public policy and um, just anything around that. I was just so, I was just there. I was like in the room wherever. And I can't remember who said it, but I remember hearing a quote around that time that was something like, uh, put your ass where your heart wants to be, like just put your physical body where your heart wants to be like whatever is calling to you. And I just loved that so much. So I started really like living that. And, um, I always kind of knew I wanted to have my own business. I thought it might be, I went to school for psychology. So I thought maybe I'll be a counselor and I'll have sort of like a holistic healing center where I it's brick and mortar, but we have all these different modalities under one roof for people to come and really experience a whole healing from like nutrition body work, um, mindset, like all of that. And it's interesting to see how it's all evolved. Um, obviously that didn't happen that way, but <laughs> I went with the intention of that. And I, like I said, I knew I wanted to start my own business. So I started taking some business courses and, um, had a minor in marketing. And then I was also just really drawn to sustainability and So sustainable food systems was a minor that I self created and got to kind of cross register with some of the sustainability program, which was a graduate program at the time. So anyway, I took a positive psychology elective course and I had been looking for like within my major of psychology, where am I actually like meant to be, you know? And so I took this positive psychology course and just everything in me lit up. I was like, This is what I'm here to do. This is what I've been searching for in all the other courses. This is the thing. And so when I talked to my professor about like, okay, how do I do this as a career? Like, what does that look like? He said, well, you could either be like a researcher and then write a book basically about your research, or you could be a coach but there's not really like a master's degree program for that. It's not a really like direct path. You would just have to kind of start your own thing and have basically a business And I'm like, okay, well, great, because I want to anyway. And maybe that can allow me the freedom that I actually want in my life and in, in my work while also having all the other pieces of like contribution and meaning and fulfillment and being of service and doing something bigger. So, Fast forward to graduation. I graduated a year early, but technically two years earlier than planned because I went to do a 3 2 program and just get my master's right away in counseling, which then I pivoted when I found out that wasn't really the path for me. And um, I started working for a magazine publishing company in Pittsburgh where I was living at the time. And meeting with entrepreneurs constantly talking to them about advertising and marketing and messaging and getting in front of the right clients and telling their story and sort of being a liaison for them with our like, uh, what's that called? Editorial department. And I started then inventing like events that we could put together to connect our audience and our advertisers and the people like really build this sense of community. And then I was like, well, this isn't really going to fulfill me forever. This feels very temporary. This isn't what I'm here to do on this planet fully. And I know that. So what is, and then I circled back to coaching. Um, I did a coach training program that was a year long and started building my business through that experience and then ended up leaving my full-time job. And all of a sudden you had shared this earlier. So I'll kind of share my own piece of it is, like once I made that decision to step away, everything just opened up and aligned. It was like, yay, you're finally, it was like the universe was like celebrating. They're like, yay, here are all your gifts. You you did it. Like you, you told us you're all in and you are all in. So like, here you go. Here's your next step. And so I started getting like really cool collaboration opportunities with companies and different um, like websites and things that were we're talking about similar things and um, I started getting some new clients and I left my job without a real plan. Like I thought I had a plan kind of, but also I didn't like, I just, I was willing to bet on myself, which I think is just the best thing that any of us can can do in this life is like at the end of the day, you have to bet on yourself or else no one else will. And you can't wait around (laughs) waiting for someone else to, right? So yeah, that's sort of the first part of my story. And then from there, my coaching journey really evolved. And I started the clients that I was working with and the women who were coming to me, interestingly enough, also wanted to start businesses, not necessarily coaching businesses, but their own thing. And they saw me kind of having done that and, you know, thought I could help them, which I totally could. So it was really fun to see that. At the time I was just calling myself like a life and leadership coach for women. And it sort of it got refined over the the last five years, six years, to really understand for me that oh, like who I serve really well is actually women entrepreneurs and women who want to start a business or who want to grow a business or want to who want to scale their business and to do it in a way that's really soulful and really feminine and really, um, strategic also like that. There's a harmonious balance and an ecosystem of all of these things working in harmony so that there is flow and there is fulfillment and there is freedom that comes just as a natural byproduct of being in total alignment with why you're here and what your soul came here to do and who you're here to be and become so. That's
0: me. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, there's so much I like want to dive into that. Like I was just listening and taking it all in. And first off, I resonate with so much of that story you just um told. And for for everyone who doesn't know yet, I just did the same thing. I just left my job as a museum educator to put like go full blown as into this being a coach and all of a sudden Everything feels right. Like mm-hmm. everything feels aligned. I've been feeling great. I wake up feeling amazing and super happy and like ready to get started to work. And I love it. It just feels so amazing. So I love that you had pointed that out but that was kind of what you went through too. And so for anyone who's listening who's like, Okay, I'm in a job right now, but it doesn't quite feel like the job, or like mm-hmm. the thing I want to do or my calling, but it's feeling really hesitant to take that leap away, to take that leap away from the security and the stability that they know to really bet on themselves, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for like getting over that hump of going into like the complete unknown?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, just- yeah. This <laughs> <Yes. here's> question. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. I think this is why for me business feels so soulful and there isn't a divide between the business we choose to start and create and our calling in life and our purpose in life. That's why for me, like this all feels so interconnected and I don't understand how people can think about it any other way. (laughs) For me, that just makes sense, you know? Um, And so I think what I would say is the best advice for, for being in that situation and navigating it and sort of taking the leap initially is realizing that your sense of security and stability doesn't come from anywhere outside of you. It doesn't, come from a certain number of money, or a certain amount of money in the bank. It doesn't come from having a steady paycheck. It doesn't come from anything in the material world at all, anything that's outside of you. And that I think is really freeing and liberating because basically it's reminding us all what we already kinda know, which is that, but like we really need to fully embody and believe in is that our sense of security and stability actually comes from the divine it comes from what's already within us and who we are and what we're here to do and i think a lot of times we overcomplicate or we make it so complex to follow what we're here to do and build what we're here to build and contribute what we're here to contribute and we think it's going to be this really arduous process we think it's going to be like okay, I have to grind and hustle and push a boulder up a hill every day to earn my success, right? This is the narrative that we're told. This is what we're taught, right? It's like That's success nice. like success requires hard work. And if the harder you work, the more successful you will become. But I think that that narrative needs to be questioned because what are we actually selling? <laughs> like, what are we actually telling people and teaching them is that it should be hard when really it should be easeful to do what you're here to do. Everything, when you're, when you're actually in alignment with your soul's mission, everything conspires with you to make that possible and make it real and manifest it, right? And manifestation just means like, make it real, bring it to life, right? Yes. And that's, I think what you're experiencing when everything just felt like, yes. Okay. And, and what I was experiencing too, it's like when we take the first step and we always have to be willing to take the first step and meet the universe halfway, it's never going to be like, okay, let me come pluck you out of obscurity and resistance and plop you into your dream life. Right. It does take Um, I think the hard part of it really is just overcoming the internal resistance that we have and the stories that we have and the limiting beliefs that we have and all the human stuff and sorting through all the muck of our humanness and our conditioning to find that like gold nugget of truth that is our soul's wisdom so that then we can start listening to that and following that and listening to the little slight nudges so they don't have to become like earth shattering Life altering huge moves all the time. It can just be the way that we live and lead can be can feel easy because we're actually tuned in and listening to the little nudges and the like, oh no, not that, go this way, and oh, maybe not that opportunity. That feels like a no, but this one is going to feel like a yes. So hold out for that. You know, those little like those intuitive hits and those things that we can easily brush off, but are actually the like stepping stones of our. Vision coming to life, and us creating what we're here to create, and becoming who we're here to become in the process of that creation. So, yes. yeah,
0: I love that, and I feel like tapping into that intuition is is so much letting go of those what ifs, too. Like the <laughs> what if I don't do this, or like what if I do do this, or like what if this happens, or what if that <laughs> happens, and then it just like blows up and becomes like this whole wall of what ifs. That yeah. forms like huge barrier to actually listening to your intuition and. And it's it's scary, but it's so rewarding because like your intuition never leads you astray. So following those little nudges might feel like oh, but like what if this happens? But after like you walk through it, after you do it, all that comes together and forms this beautiful image. It's just like painting or any other art form. It's like every little every little nudge, every little dot is what forms this big overall picture and this dream that can be so beautiful.
1: Yes. I love that metaphor. It's exactly like that. And it's like, also when you look at it in the moment, right? Like intuition will give you one brush stroke at a time. It doesn't give you the whole painting necessarily. Right And I think that's where people get tripped up, because we want, like our human mind so wants control and it so wants to know and it so wants this like certainty, but that's actually an illusion. Like we never actually have any of those things um, for the most part, over many things. What we do have control over is how we show up and meet life and how we navigate it, right? But we don't actually have control over many other things. And so, but we try to, right. And that's where we get tripped up and we want, like, we so desperately want as a human to have this, like, okay, just show me that it's going to be totally okay. And I'm never going to have to struggle and I'm not going to have to go through any pain. And then I'll do, then I'll take the first step, right. If it's going to be painless and only lovely and whatever. And so yeah, of course, intuition doesn't give us the whole picture because if it did, it would be too honest and then we would never get started. We'd talk ourselves out of it. Um, I also recently read this study that said a lot of women entrepreneurs just, they stop themselves from even starting like women, women owned businesses start. There are less of them created than there are, um, male led businesses. And I think that was so fascinating to me because I was thinking about my work and what I see come up with my clients. And I was thinking, Oh, that makes a lot of sense because we think like we, I see this happen all the time. We get so tripped up by like, Oh, I can learn as I go. And I don't have to know everything today that I'm going to have to know there. And, and it is this process of like continual evolution and, and becoming And it's never like, there's no finish line. And we think there's this like finish line to success and there's not, it's just a moment to moment experience and little decisions that create bigger results and like little steps that create big action and like big leaps. And yeah, I just, I feel like there's so much, there were like two things that I wanted to say based on what you shared, because it was so like there were, one thing was intuition only works in like small steps and little nudges and we don't get the full picture. And I can't remember what the other thing was, but maybe it'll come back to me.
0: will <laughs> come back. I'm sure it will. They will do <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. The perfect moment in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Too. I'll be like, oh yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. I really wanted to, I loved how you said becoming. Like as soon as you said that, like in, with everything you're saying, all of a sudden there's like this hit in my head and I was like. Oh my gosh, that word is so powerful that we are becoming in every moment. We're becoming in our business, in our calling. And like you said, it's not a matter of figuring it all out and then jumping in. It's a matter of getting your feet wet. It's a matter of doing it and learning as you go. And I think that that's something that probably, um, probably everybody who's listening to this has had experience with is that getting good at something because they started, not because they already had all that information going into it. Because like really, it's like impossible because knowledge and actually doing something look very different. Often, like Mm -hmm. that knowledge gets you ready to do it, but once you do it, you learn all these new things that you would never have been able to learn from just. And sometimes,
1: yeah, and sometimes too much knowledge or too much information has us not take any action.
0: Oh, like
1: that happens all the time. I see, like there are so many so many businesses and so many ideas that never actually come to life because you've thought about it so much that then you've also thought about all the things that could go wrong. And now you've talked yourself out of it before you've even started. And I think that's my hypothesis about why a lot of women don't start businesses at the same rate as men. Um, But also, Oh, I remember what it was. You were talking about what ifs and this kind of ties into this too. It's like, Yeah, we can, we can sit there and we can think through all of it, but confidence and learning and becoming and growing and evolving and actual answers and checking for alignment and feeling it doesn't happen from that place. It happens from engaging and doing and creating and going through the process right. And taking the steps. But I think what a lot of us do and what we can get caught up in is that what if equation of, okay, well, we will only think about one side of the what ifs, right? We'll only think about like, well, what if all these things could go wrong that could prevent me from living the life I want to live or making the money that I want to make or whatever we want. Right. What if all these ways that it could go wrong, but then that's where we like stop and we don't give ourselves also the equal balance of like, okay, well, what if the opposite were true? What if it was way better than you expected? What if you made way more money? What if you were more fulfilled? What if you could have even a a more insanely amazing life than you could have ever imagined before? What if, what if that's also true? And I think a lot of us, we, because we're doing this whole thing in our head and I think because a lot of women forget that they can ask for help and they forget that, um, Actually, we're not supposed to do this thing alone of life or business or any of it at all. Like we are meant to do things in community and learn from each other and grow and support and share and, you know, love on each other along the way. We forget that like we're only feeding the one side of the equation. And so of course, like whatever we feed is going to get really strong, right? Wow. So then, then we're like setting ourselves up to fail from the beginning because we're not even giving our dream, like we're feeding the fear instead of the dream and the desire. So now we have a really imbalanced equation from the get go that I think stops us from even getting started or being willing to take that leap initially or those first few steps or consider the possibility of walking away from something that feels quote unquote secure or stable (laughs) because we're We're so caught up in this like well, no, i've already out like I've written off that idea because look at all the things that could go wrong, but we don't look at all the things that could go really, really right or really, really well, or how the world could be impacted by our courage and our contribution. we only look at the one side yeah,
0: and I think that goes so well with the idea too like by only looking at that one side of all those like more negative what ifs that's like our brain trying to come into this idea of safety, when Mm. safety in itself is a whole illusion. So it's like, it's like our brain trying to fight us and be like, oh, you need to stay safe. And it's like, what if all these bad things happen? And in the process, because that safety is an illusion, it's just holding us back. Mm -hmm. It's just being like, don't follow that dream and have that amazing life you're dreaming about because there is no sense of safety. Because like you were saying at the beginning, that safety is within us. So when we can shift that to being like, oh, what if safety is following our intuition. Like, what if safety Mm -hmm. is actually trusting ourselves and what we're here to do? It completely shifts that, how we perceive all those what ifs too, which I think is so beautiful. Mm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, we get, so it's easy for us as humans to get caught in and believe the false stories of like our survival monkey mind. (laughs) It's so easy. And we have to check for that all the time. And I think that's where coaching is such an amazing tool because you know, without having someone there or a group of people there, if you're in a, in a group coaching program, like without having people to like check you before you wreck yourself in that way, like you can end up making it way more complicated, way harder, way more scary than it really needs to be. And wow. I just think why choose struggle if you have a choice to wow. thrive? <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, there was so much there. First, first off, what we were talking about before, like, just that, like, doing, like, you learn something as you do it, not just from knowledge, for all your, uh, everyone who's listening, I started this podcast not knowing anything about starting a podcast, I had no idea what I was doing, so if you listen to, like, the first few episodes, no clue what was happening, but I learned as I went, I understood how to do it, and now it just flows so easily, and it's like, oh yeah, this is the routine that I'm in, this is what you do, and you, you figure out as it goes, so if you're listening to this You've already experienced that going through time of show of these podcasts. You've seen that process in action. Yeah. <laughs> and it's possible to grow out of it. Um, but what I, well, wait, what, what, okay. I completely lost my train of thought. I had something really great that I wanted to say that was right after the last thing that we were talking
1: about, which was. What ifs and getting started and, oh, doing it alone, not doing it alone um, that. struggle
0: yeah. yeah yeah and not doing it alone and all of that too like it, it's it's such a it is such a community effort and like once we start looking at how big our community is I feel like we don't always realize how much support we have or how big our community is um just like doing this podcast I just realized how huge this community that I've created is and how many people are here supporting me and how many people I can hold a space to support in their business and it's so crazy actually taking a step back and looking at that and realizing that we all have these support systems that are way larger than we thought that they were. Like mm-hmm. And all, we're all connected in this really awesome web. And sometimes it can feel like we're so separate and taking this big step is so like we're so alone in it, but really there's so many people backing us up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's really amazing. And I think, sometimes like especially in this virtual world and and you know for people who run primarily online businesses like you and i i find that sometimes we can we can look at a number right we can like make people a number of followers or subscribers or whatever instead of actually realizing like oh if this if i put these this number of people from my Instagram audience into a, a room, that would be a lot of freaking people, right? Like yes. <laughs> a thousand people. That's a lot of people. And we, we then get caught up in this like comparison. Well, you know, I'm not successful until I have a hundred thousand subscribers or 10,000 ratings and reviews on iTunes or like whatever the metrics are that don't actually matter because none of that, is t- is measuring the impact you're making and the contribution you're making and the lives that you're touching and the lives that you're transforming through your work or through offering the product that you're offering or f- through doing the thing that you're here to do, you know? Nothing can actually measure that. And I think that's where it's become confusing for people because truly, like, your impact can never actually be quantified, you know? Like the impact, like you might say something to someone that it completely changes their lives. And then because their life changed, 10,000 more people's lives changed because they did what they were called to do. And that happens however many times. I mean, it's immeasurable. It's exponential. It's infinite. Right. And we, that's not going to show up on an Instagram algorithm.
0: Yes. I feel like that's so important to always realize that and yeah. like anybody who's listening who has been stressing over those numbers to just like really take that in for a moment and really just feel how powerful you are no matter what that number is I love that I feel like that's something that we always need to hear it's mm-hmm. so easy to get caught up in that um, yeah. yeah and it's it, it and like you were saying before it doesn't need to be that hard mm-hmm. it doesn't need to feel that hard in order to make that impact that you're here to do and that's actually I remember what I was going to say now It was about, like, ease and sustainability and how, like, you were saying it can be easy, which I think a lot of us are so much resistant to that idea because we're like, oh, it just can't be this easy, but Mm -hmm. it can be, Um, and I'd love to know your thoughts on the relationship between sustainability and ease and, like, all the different meanings of sustainability and how it applies Mm -hmm. to our life and how that applies to ease within our life and our business.
1: Oh, yes, this is so juicy. Okay, the first thing that came to mind when you asked that is the idea of a picture of a thriving ecosystem where everything is in balance, right? So, as we know, we have all these different things in our world right now that have disrupted the natural order of the environment. Let's say, you know, monoculture and pesticides and pollution and CO2 emissions from slaughtering animals in an inhumane way in big, like factory farms. Um, Like just imagine all of these things. Now we have, because of that, we have an imbalance of pollinators and things that aren't able to be, uh, the soil is depleted. Everything is just off. Right. And I think about my business and the business of my clients in the same way. It's like, where is the actual, like if something isn't working, why? Like what's happening in the whole ecosystem, right? Is it that you're like not showing up for yourself and your self care? And so you're showing up with a an empty cup at the beginning of a day and expecting to actually create something from that of quality, or is it Like I'm just not actually taking the action steps or is it I don't actually know the vision of where I'm going so the action steps that I would reverse engineer from that are feeling really unclear and hard because there's no purpose behind it? Is it that uh, your mindset is off and you really need to work through whatever's coming up and blocking you there so that you can allow for abundance to flow? Like where are the channels that are getting blocked or that there's like static or kinks in the hose so that things can't flow. And so that's how I think about like the ecosystem of a business. And then there's also um, energetically sustainable aspects to the type of businesses that I believe are the way of the future for women. Because as you know, and as you talk about in your work too, um, we operate on a 24 hour or sorry. We operate on a 28-day hormonal cycle versus a 24-hour hormonal cycle as men do. And so the way that I see this and the, the problem that I felt when I was looking at and reading about business is that a lot of books are written by men. The classics on business are written by men. Why? Because men were the predominant people in the business space who created it and started it and made the rules and made the structures and made them work for them right? But we weren't even at the table. Like we weren't there. We were doing other things as women because we weren't allowed in those spaces. We didn't know that we could be. We didn't have, you know, we weren't fighting for that yet at the time. And so all these structures and systems got all smushed together. And now we have this solidified thing that we think is what we should be fitting into. And really, we just have to invent it in a totally different way to support us and have our own needs and desires and lifestyle and um, roles and responsibilities in mind. Like I think for a lot of women for a very long time and even still today in other countries and in this country, we're still fighting the same fights in like corporate. We're like, why can't we have paid family leave? Why can't we have affordable, accessible childcare so that I don't have to choose between staying home with my children and only momming or only working like why can't we have it both ways like there's no reason we can't it's just the actual reason that we're touting is like oh because that's the way it's been and this is how it's set up and we would forget that oh we can innovate and just create something differently and then figure out how it's going to work But I think as entrepreneurs, we have this opportunity where we don't have all the red tape. We don't have all the structures we are truly creating. If you're creating a soulful business, then that to me means you are creating something that is unique to you that has never existed before, that will never exist again, that is a completely unique creation that's happening through you because your soul is here to do something very specific and your soul has a mission in this lifetime and it came here to do that and so your job is to kind of like get out of the way and let it let it flow through you and that means architecting a, a business and designing a business that actually supports your desires your dreams your intentions how you want to feel your freedom intrinsically and extrinsically and that's not going to come from cookie cutter copy paste looking at the way everyone else is doing it and then just replicating that it's going to come from a deeper source. It's going to come from something that is truly um, yours, and that that is a deeper well of like divine wisdom flowing through you and interacting with your own unique life experiences and s- talents and skills and gifts and what you feel called to do. All these things have to like merge and then create a system that's sustainable for that intention and to hold that intention. And so, what that looks like is. Um, a couple different things. One is the way in which you actually show up and do the work and like the timing of when you're doing certain things so that you're optimizing and leveraging your brain and body and what they're actually primed to do and more capable of doing and, and more specialized to do at certain times of the month, which, you know, for your hormonal cycle is... Uh, follicular phase, ovulation, luteal menstruation, so that you actually have a business plan and a plan for each month that suits and supports where you are because you change so much throughout every single month. I think I read a stat once that was like, we as women, our brains and bodies change like 30% every single month. So we're literally never the same. And so to, to try to like juxtapose an, I, a rigid system of what your business should be or what you should be doing in your business every single day and have it be consistent on a daily basis just makes no sense to me at all for us as women, because that's not how we even operate. That is like, we have to recognize where we are internalizing, um, for lack of a better term, like patriarchy, right? Where we are internalizing, um, an overvalued system of masculine qualities, traits and characteristics. And that is one of the ways, right? So in order to create a totally, like a really true paradigm shift in business for women so that we can actually find ways to pursue our calling and have it all, right? Like if we choose to be a mother, if we choose not to, if we choose to marry, if we choose not to, if we choose whatever we choose, we can, create something that supports that in a sustainable way that won't burn us out that feels enlivening that feels in flow that allows for freedom and that creates insane fulfillment for us and for the world and everyone involved
0: yes oh that's so powerful just for everyone who's listening like know that all of that is so possible for you Mm -hmm. you who are listening right now if this is like inspiring you. If you're like, Oh yes, that's how I want to feel my life. That's how I want to feel my business. Know that you can do that. Like this is like so on the table for you that you can have that ease. You can have that flow. You can work with your body and your cycle because whether we acknowledge it or not, these cycles are always running through our body. Our hormones are always on this cycle. So when we can really harness that and use it to live sustainably in our business, just think how much you are going to be able to accomplish and create. you're not always fighting uphill Mm -hmm. against your natural rhythm and your body. And I think that I really love how you're saying, almost like redefining how we do business, like how women do business and kind of breaking out of that idea of how it's always been done. And I know some people are probably thinking, well, that's been done in the past. So we know that works, but it's also like innovation, every kind of innovation, every kind of creation has gone from stepping out of well, that worked in the past, to yeah. we can make this work even better now, like, we can optimize, like, even though something worked in the past doesn't mean that it can't be made to be even more optimal, to be able yeah. to even better, and to be able to work for the person that is actually, like, in that seat, because, like, you're yeah. saying, all those rules were made for men, so their hormonal systems for how that works, and now we have to reinvent it, because mm-hmm. we're in the seats now, and we're, like, yeah we are queens and we can do this our
1: way yeah exactly <laughs> and so empowered in that yeah and feel like and feel like it's you know I think a lot of women and I'm sure you see this in your work a lot it's and hear this a lot we think our, you know the the society has convinced us that having a period and having a 28 day hormonal cycle is very inconvenient or even have giving birth to a human is very inconvenient, right? In our current society, the way it's set up, Mm -hmm. it's very inconvenient, right? You have to be out of work for a long time. You aren't going to be, you're going to be hormonal, right? Quote unquote hormonal. Whatever that means, sorry. You're going to be really emotional or something, right? Like there's so many things we think it's so inconvenient. And actually what I would love to see is a world where women recognize that that is actually the most powerful thing ever about us, that we are literally portals. Like our bodies are designed to be portals to, from this world to like, the universe, like another world where souls can incarnate into a human experience through our freaking bodies, like that's inconvenient, (laughs) right? Like what? That's the most powerful freaking thing. And we don't, the beauty of it is like, this is what I also think about when I think about sustainable business, right? And it being easy and not having to effort and exert ourselves to the point of exhaustion. When you think about, childbirth right and like incubation of a child human child right you think okay well you've got nine months until labor happens but in the meantime if you were the day you found out you were pregnant you started trying to push out a full grown baby that would be ridiculous one it would be a waste of energy Two, you would be ignoring all the other important things that actually need to happen so that when that moment comes, you are prepared and you know what to, you have everything you need. You have the nursery set up, you have whatever, like you have the things that you need for that moment. And yet when we think about our businesses as women, we think, oh, okay, this should be happening overnight. There's something wrong with me. If it's not, I need to be working really hard. Why am I so tired? I should be able to do more. Meanwhile, we can form a whole human body inside of our body and not think about it ever. We don't have to work. We don't have to sit there and like mentally exert ourselves to grow toes and fingers. Like, that is so crazy, right? And if we have that power in us to be able to create literally like a human life with a soul that breathes and its heartbeats and all these things, why would we ever? doubt our ability to be able to create an idea and make it real for a business, for a solution, for a product, for our life, for what, whatever we can envision, we can create. Whatever we can conceive, we can create, which means like conceive in both ways, right? Like physical and mental sense, like whatever we can actually see, with our mind, we can bring to life. And that's the beautiful part. It's like birthing a business, I think, is the way that we should be thinking about it versus like building a bit, like architecting a business or something. Like we can think about it however we want, but I think at the core of it, it's like the feminine way that feels easeful, that feels really juicy and like satisfying and fulfilling and freeing and just like mm, every moment of it feels like a new adventure and like a win. That to me is like the art of birthing a business, you know?
0: Yes. I love that analogy. I was like sitting here thinking about it. I was like, had this visual of like a person (laughs) sitting in meditation, just thinking okay, toes are forming now and fingers yeah. are like, <laughs> like mentally draining themselves over trying to make this baby
1: happen. Um, but it's already ha- that's like happening. That's the thing. It's like the same thing. Yeah. When, we, when we have a vision, when we have a desire, when we have an idea for a business, right, it's like we wouldn't even have that idea or that inspiration or that intuitive hit or that desire if it wasn't meant for us in the first place, Right. Why Why do we think we have to work so hard to do what we're here to do and become who we're here to become? Like, no, it doesn't have to be hard. (laughs) It should be actually, if you're tuned in enough, it should feel like the juiciest, most beautiful, most magical experience you've ever had. That being said, it's not without, like I said before, like overcoming the human aspects of you know fear and resistance and limiting beliefs and conditioning and all the crap of the world but like that's that's the hardest part it's not okay i have to like effort and think really hard about what's going to be the best thing and how am i going to reach these people and like I, I don't know just like all the things that we think about you know all the hats that we wear that's actually the most important thing it's not how you do it or the words that you say or the like tiny little details. It's actually just the energy behind the thing that's fueling it and moving it forward, which comes through each of us.
0: Yeah. And I feel
1: the most important thing.
0: Definitely. And I feel like overcoming those barriers too is also so juicy. Like I feel Mm -hmm. like once you get to that other side, you're like, Oh my gosh, I just did that. And it's like, it's all like celebration and ease and win, And like the getting over that human barrier, yes that, you gotta do that, but, like, it's still, you still get onto the other side and feel that ease. like, Mm -hmm. it's really, it's weird, because it may have felt kind of, like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to overcome this, this, like, mental block, or I'm trying to overcome this limiting belief, and then you get there, and you're, like, oh, my gosh, I just overcame that, like, boulder, and now I have, like, a whole field in front of me, of, Mm -hmm. of, of, like, possibilities, now that that little tiny rock is out of the way, right, um, which is so empowering in itself. And for everyone who's listening, this business world, this business world of working with your cycle, working with your body, of being this the sun in essence, already exists. Like, there is, like, Emily is an example of it. Every single person in her programs is an example of it, of being able to set up this business that is sustainable and being able to birth it and not work hard. And so, like, while a lot of times we see this, like, corporate world, there is, there's already this creation of this other world. that's just like waiting to like welcome you in. If you're yeah. called to. It's just like has its arms open like a mother being like, okay, come to me now and let's birth your baby with like, like all the
1: Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's so true. I love that idea of like, yes, it's already like, it's like a welcome community. Like, come on in.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love all of these analogies. Okay. So, Emily, do you have any last words that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Anything that you'd like them to take away as they come off of this podcast?
1: Mm. Okay. I mean, I feel like I, I have a lot of words that I could say, but let me try. So what I really would love for people to take away from this conversation is that like your vision is so possible, whatever that is. You know, there are ways to make it happen, no matter how crazy it seems or how big it seems or how different it seems or how innovative it seems or how uh, visionary it is, like, we need you. The world literally needs you to act on that and to fulfill why you're here and to do what you're here to do and to become who you're here to be in the process of doing that. And I just think if everyone were to trust that innate wisdom and that calling that exists within them that we hear. And then we find many, many ways to silence it or shove it or numb it. But ultimately it will keep coming back louder and louder. If we do that, um, my, like my vision of like our utopia is if everyone just does that because everyone, there would be a cause accounted for Just like in nature, there's like a perfect harmony. If we leave it untouched right? Like if there's no human interference, nature would operate in a completely sustainable, beautiful, harmonious way. Everything would be taken care of. There would be enough food for everybody. There would be enough uh, resources for everybody. There would be enough land for everybody. My vision for how that manifests in human form is if everyone just pursues what their calling is and doesn't numb it out, and doesn't have the humanness interfere too much and if we can like uh dismantle that enough to get through it every like everything would just be taken care of we would have a completely sustainable world there would be people who are passionate about um garbage and recycling and how all of that decomposes and and there would be people for that like people are passionate about that and then there are people who are really passionate about like art and photography and creativity and Film and creation of of media and all of that. And there would be that and everybody would just be in their zone of genius. But we don't, we don't even give ourselves that opportunity to experience or experiment with that because we're so caught up in this idea of how it would be or the what ifs or our head. And we don't listen like we just need to listen and and act accordingly to get into alignment and and bring our gifts forward that we're meant to bring.
0: Yes. That was so powerful. I love that. I love that. So for all of our listeners who are all of a sudden like, that's what I want. Like listening to this and they're like, that is what I want. I am ready to listen. I am ready to do that. How can they find you and get in contact with you? What is the best media for that?
1: And yeah. do you have
0: anything coming up that you'd like to tell
1: all of our listeners about? I do, yes. So you can find me at emilycastle.com. And if you're listening to this, you can see the way my name is spelled is C-A-S-S-E-L. You can also find me on Instagram where I typically am hanging out. <laughs> that is at Emily Castle official. And um, I do have a couple of things coming up. One of which is a summer round of my signature six month Private and group coaching business accelerator for women entrepreneurs called the Business Alchemy Circle, where we do all of this and so much more. And we have private coaching and group sessions and accountability work sessions and so many beautiful things that are going to help to move your business forward in six months in a really huge, huge leap. And what else? I also have um, the Soulful Business Academy, which is a 12 month. experience that helps you build the skills and receive the support to build a strong foundation in your business and fearlessly launch your calling. So if you're feeling called to your calling, (laughs) that would be the place to start. Um, If you feel like the calling is a business, then come join us and you can join anytime. Um, It's affordable. It's for women entrepreneurs all over the world who want to come, you know, experience, and receive support and learn and grow and do crazy amazing things like Lily is doing, (laughs) starting podcasts, building businesses, leaving corporate, uh, just all the things, whatever your vision is for you. So we help make it possible.
0: (laughs) Yes. Emily also has her own podcast. I highly encourage you to hop over after you listen to this. (laughs) I've listened to so many of those episodes and loved every single one. So do you want to tell them a bit like, with
1: the podcast? Yeah, it's called Sexy Soulful Success. And I too started the podcast um, without knowing anything about starting a podcast. <laughs> I actually did like a telesummit and then turned it into a podcast. So I really knew nothing. And I've been at this podcast for like, what, years now, which seems... 300 insane.
0: episodes. There's like so,
1: There's many, a lot. so many beautiful episodes. There's a lot. Yeah, so we... <laughs> I love having conversations with women entrepreneurs who are really vulnerable and open and candid about what the behind the scenes really looks like and how they're doing it differently. So that's really what the show is about. It's about conversations that are real, raw, authentic, actionable also um, from women who who have walked and are walking the path of entrepreneurship in a soulful and feminine way and leading the charge and trailblazing a new paradigm of business for women. So, yeah.
0: I love that. (laughs) I love that. And for anyone who like was listening to all those offers and was like, oh yeah, I'm super interested in that. I just wanted to tell you guys like really quick from my own experience, I came into this business thinking that I was going to do it all by myself and thinking that I could and that that was the way you start a business. And I'm so glad that I didn't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that I joined a community, that I joined Emily's Soulful Business Academy, that I had someone helping and guiding me along that journey. And I I don't think I'd be where I am now if I tried to do it all on my own. Just like being like completely honest, I would not be doing this podcast right now if I came into this business thinking that I could handle it all by myself. Mm -hmm. So making that choice was like huge for me and I'm so grateful for it. So if you've been Considering doing business coaching or coaching of any kind. If you have that like intuitive hit of like of like that kind of sounds right for me, no, but like we said, that's coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing all of that light, all of that wisdom. That was so amazing.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me and creating this space and opportunity to share.
0: You are so welcome. And thank you to all of our listeners for holding the space for yourself, for listening to this episode, for being able to listen to all of this light and now go and shine your light and however that looks for you in whatever way that looks for you. And I can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the empowering the light podcast. If you love this episode, please share it so that we can spread this light and empowerment to more people. I also want to invite you to join my free divine feminine community within this community. You'll receive exclusive content and updates via email, be invited to my free virtual moon circles every month, which are so much fun by the way. And you'll have access to our private Facebook group that is always being updated with more content and conversation. You can find the link to join on my website, LiliaGeston.com, spelled L-I-L-I-A-G-E-S-T-S-O-N.com. I -I I can't wait for you to listen to more episodes and would love to know what you want to hear next. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at lilia underscore gueston or email me at lgueston at gmail.com so that we can bring you the content that inspires your true autonomy.